there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada originally. Our guests are actually from uh, Victoria, just outside of Victoria in BC, Canada as well. Uh, currently, we're actually not in Vancouver. We're actually traveling the world, focusing on South America currently uh, here in beautiful Ecuador in a place called Baños, uh, Baños which in Spanish it means uh, bath or to wash yourself. And it's actually a famous area for hot springs. So uh, later in the afternoon, I'm going to be checking on the hot springs. So looking forward to that. Make sure you watch more of our videos on our YouTube channel where you can see more of our family adventures. On this particular episode, we're going to be interviewing our lovely couple today, Brad and Krista. Uh, who, uh, they actually have a son as well. So they're a family of three and they're sailing around the world. Uh, they have an amazing uh, travel story and we're going to be finding out more about their sailing adventures. Uh, we have a, haven't actually covered sailing on our show yet. Even though we've actually uh, already interviewed over 260 guests, but for some reason, out of those 260, none of them have been sailors until today. Uh, so definitely, it's a pleasure and honor to have uh, Brad and Krista sharing about their family adventures. So, and we have all three of them now. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so why didn't you guys do a quick introduction about uh, yourself and your background to start with? Okay, do you want to go first, Ben? Sure. Uh, I'm Krista. And um, Brad and I met um, about 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago, and loved traveling from day one. So here we are now trying to combine our passion of uh, sailing and travel. Yeah, our first adventure together, we went, we did backpack through Europe and we just were hooked. Um, after that, we ended up in Australia and then Cole was born. And we waited until around Cole was somewhere around four years old and then we decided our love for travel didn't have to stop. So we grabbed Cole and away we went. And Cole now has over 20 countries, I think, in his passport. And? Well, oh, my name's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, Cole's like, you know, uh, I got to get, I, I, since, since Cole is here, I got to get him on uh, and, uh, you know, share a little bit about his uh, experiences before he runs off and uh, does what he needs to do. Uh, Cole, uh, tell us about your uh, experiences sailing around the world with your mom and dad. Uh, what have been some of your highlights, Cole? Well, I really love the Dominican Republic because pretty much anything goes there. And I think I mainly say that because we get to ride street bikes. So my parents will, my dad will double my mom on the street bike and then I'll take my own and we'll travel through the DR. And they've got pretty good food there. Like during around Easter time, they've got this... I don't know what it's called, but it's really good. It's like this beans. Abitrilla dulce. Yeah, it, it's just really good. Yeah, Cole's been riding a motorcycle. We, he grew up on acreage um, on in rural BC, and he's been riding motorcycles since he was five years old, and he's pretty good at it. So in the Dominican Republic, he actually, there's a fine line, but he's allowed to ride around the country as long as we stay out of the main cities. And so we've done a lot of exploring. Uh, it's... Uh, being on a boat, we don't have any other vehicle, and to rent a car, well, we enjoy riding a car, but riding a motorcycle, you just get to see and do so much, and because Cole's been so capable, we've done a lot of travel in the Dominican Republic that way. So Cole, uh, tell us about some of the friends you've met and, uh, while you're sailing and visiting all these different cities and countries. Uh, any particular uh, friends that you've met that have really stood out and you've kept in touch with? Well, I've met quite a few friends. So there's there's like kind of like two categories. There's like boat kids that are also doing what we're doing, but there's not very many of them. And then there's the kids that live in the towns that we go to. I went to um, Gregorio 
<laughs> sorry, Gregorio Luperon High School in Dominican Republic. So I met I met a lot of kids there. Sounds good. Would you have any tips for uh, maybe other kids who are going to be starting a travel adventure with their parents? Any tips you would give to other children watching today? Um, I don't know. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, not, well unless you lose an engine. <laughs> 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 and a rudder. I'm going to ask you one final question, Cole. Any uh, things that you found difficult while traveling continuously? Any challenges? Uh, any struggles you faced? Um, mainly just keeping in touch with my friends because we don't get a lot of Wi-Fi out there. So if you're a Wi-Fi, if like, you can't survive without Wi-Fi, you literally cannot live on a boat. It's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, not only do you struggle with that, we struggle with that too. Uh, you know, finding Wi-Fi while we're traveling is definitely a tough one. Uh, so wishing you the best, Cole. Uh, you know, as, as you travel again, you guys are leaving tomorrow. So thanks for, thanks for joining in to the interview with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, uh, back to Brad and Krista. Um, you know, uh, tell us about the origin story. So you guys um, are from British Columbia, and then you guys ended up leaving. Uh, tell us about the little, uh, the kind of the etymology there. Was it Brad's idea? Was it Krista's idea? Was it Cole's idea? Was it all three of your ideas? And how did you convince the other people in the family to take oh. off and sail the world? <laughs> We're still convincing them. Um, <laughs> we, as we said, we 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 met traveling. We started with Cole, and we did traveling. And it's just we've been, it's we caught we have the travel bug, and so uh, three four years ago, I guess four years ago, we decided to we were thinking how can we keep this traveling thing going on a full time basis, and so the only thing we could really come up with that would be as exotic enough for us was to maybe try it on a boat. And back in my twenties, that was something I always wanted to do, and I actually saved a scrapbook where I would cut out newspaper clippings of different families that had done what we're actually doing now. And cooking. And, um, and so now, 20, 15, 20 years later, we decided to put that idea into play. And uh, we bought, went down to Florida. We drove across the country in a motorhome, and we saw a lot of the states. Had a really great time doing that. And uh, then we got to Florida, and we decided we were going to do it on a boat. So we found a catamaran, we renovated it, and off we went. So uh, how do you actually uh, choose a boat when you're uh, embarking on an adventure such as this one? Uh, what are the criteria uh, you look for? Uh, obviously price is one, quality of the boat, but maybe walk us through all the different major criteria you need to look for when purchasing a boat. First of all, no offense to anybody with a different boat other than ours. We have been monohull sailors, and I don't know if you didn't know the difference between a monohull and a catamaran. But Chris's, one of Chris's primary stipulations was that she didn't want to feel like she was camping. She wanted something comfortable, and I don't blame her. We, in a monohull. As close to the creature comforts of home that we could get so that we would last out there. Otherwise, we thought if we, if we didn't have those things, we would never last as long as we have, and we would give up. We'd want to come back to land life. Yeah, you need the comforts of home. You don't want to be camping forever. And one of the things that we found on a monohull being monohull, and we've been sailing together for, well, since we've been married. And, and on, on a monohull, which is just a, a typical sailboat that you'd see out in the yeah. bay, especially where we sail, they tend to do a little bit more of this kind of action. Whereas a catamaran, it's with two hulls, it sits a lot firmer on the water. And so that was one of the things that really was appealing to us. 
And another big thing that was appealing that we wanted for ourselves on the boat was virtually unlimited power. And so we went about researching lithium ion batteries. Um, we didn't want to go down the generator road. Um, we heard a few stories that challenges that come with the generator. Um, and so we looked into lithium ion and we outfitted our boat with 1,000 watts of solar. We outfitted our boat with 600 amps hours of lithium batteries and a water maker. And now we are completely self-sufficient wherever we need to be. The only thing we need to find is fresh fruit and vegetables. That's a question. So uh, where have you gone so far? You mentioned uh, you traveled from British Columbia overland into Florida. You purchased a catamaran. And then uh, sail us through where you guys have been so far. Here, go for it, Krista. Yeah, well, we, uh, as we said, bought the boat in Florida. We did our big outfit there and got it all ready. Um, and then from there, we headed into the Bahamas. And Beautiful waters in the Bahamas. Mind-blowing. That was just an epic moment, pulling into the Bahamas with the bubblegum blue ice uh, water. And it was gorgeous. So It was a great uh, starting ground, too, wasn't it? Because it's fairly, not easy sailing the Bahamas, but it's as e easy as it can get. You know, there's easy anchorages. It's perfect warm-up, right? Perfect warm-up. Islands are close together. Yeah, so, and we met a bunch of people that were kind of going the same route, so you kind of end up bumping into these people along the way. From there, we went down to Turks and Caicos and Dominican Republic, which is probably on the top of our favorite list. And we had a, a challenging sail from Turks and Caicos to the Dominican Republic. I think it's in episode 12 on our YouTube channel. We uh, actually got caught in a bit of a storm and our mainsail ripped in half in the middle of the night at one in the morning. And then consequently, not consequently, but consecutively, one of our engines went and then the other engine went. So anyway, if you're interested in a real <laughs> adventure and how we pulled out of that, there's that on our YouTube channel. But after the Dominican Republic, we, we actually spent about seven weeks there, didn't we? Yeah. And then it was uh, on to Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands, um, down into St. Martin. Uh, the French islands, which we loved. The food's fantastic. Oh, the French islands. The food <laughs> is so great there. And uh, made our way all the way down to Grenada and Trinidad and Tobago. We spent hurricane season last year down there. And then we were trying to figure out which way to go. That's kind of the turning point. Do you go east? Do you go north? Do you go west? So if you go east, you head for the ABC islands, Aruba and Bonaire and Curacao, and then ultimately the Panama Canal. If you go back north, well, then you're back up to the Leeward Islands and you just continue in that chain. We decided to go north and then to go west. And we headed for Cuba and that was really our season's goal for last year to do the more remote south side of Cuba. We had an epic adventure in Cuba and now the boat is sitting in Mexico, in Isla Mujeres, Mexico, waiting for our return. And speaking of returns, uh, just uh, tomorrow you're gonna be actually uh, heading over there and then sailing again. Uh, so what are your plans? Uh, once you hit the sailboat, where are you guys going next? We're doing a few um, upgrades and repairs to our boat in Mexico, so we'll finish those up, and then we're heading to Belize. We'll do the Barrier Reef in Belize, uh, Ambergris Key, Key Cocker, Placencia, and then we're heading for Guatemala, and we'll spend a couple months in Guatemala and do some land exploration. Um, there's a lot of volcanoes and a lot of really interesting cities in Guatemala, so we're really looking forward to that. And that's actually, to get to Guatemala where we will spend the time, we have to go up the freshwater river into a large freshwater lake, and we'll, our first time with that boat in fresh water, and that's where we'll spend a couple months in the, maybe December, January. After that, 
Who we don't knows? know. They, they <laughs> we're, say we're looking forward to slowing down a little bit this yeah. season and uh, taking our time, spending more time in places rather than constantly moving and on the go. Yeah, and actually, we're thinking that maybe um, while we're in Guatemala and Belize, because the Barrier Reef is so beautiful um, on the southern end of Belize, that we might open up our boat to chartering and invite families to come and join us and experience what we experience, um, learn from our uh, successes, learn from our fails, and. Mm -hmm. uh, and spend a week with us um, sailing through the gorgeous uh, Belize Islands and into Guatemala. That sounds amazing. You know, I, I don't know where we'll be, but uh, something. Slow something, down. <laughs> that that's definitely something that our family would love to do. We're, we're definitely not sailors ourselves, but uh, uh, we would love for someone else to do the work, and we just enjoy the scenery. Yeah, we can share all of our experiences and all of our uh, the things that we've learned, the trials and. The you know, it's all trial and error for a lot of things, right? So we're looking forward to uh, maybe going down that road. And uh, you're actually documenting a lot of your travels both on your website, uh, triotravels.ca, plus on your YouTube channel and obviously on your social media as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origin story. When did you start your blog? And uh, what are the major themes and topics you're writing about, but also documenting on your video and social? Well, Brad is the, the main movie maker. We're just the... Uh me and Cole are just the talent. <laughs> I wouldn't say talent, but anyway. <laughs> we started making videos. I started making videos of our travels when we first did Australia with Cole. We spent over a month in Australia and uh, New Zealand. And then we went to, the, to Southeast Asia, to Thailand and Laos and Vietnam. And we, I started making videos a lot shorter than what we'll make now. Um, and then we took a bit of a hiatus from making videos until we got out on the boat. And then we started, I guess, in 2014 when we first bought the boat. Doing it more diligently yeah, and on we, a regular basis. We documented the, the changes and the upgrades that we did to the boat. And then we documented everything since then. We've tried to put out a video every two weeks on all of the adventures that we've had, all of the challenges of sailing, all of the wonderful and beautiful places that we've been to. And I think we've got over 115 videos on our YouTube channel now. Yeah, it's been fun. And uh, you know, uh, one of the obvious questions here is how are you guys funding this all? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the big you know, money question. It costs money for the boat and for the travel, oh. and for the sightseeing, for the food, for repairs and maintenance, and uh, you know, just day-to-day uh, -day living. So uh, tell us a little bit about the funding and the income side of stuff. We, um, we did a blog post on that because it's a common question. How much does it cost to get out there? How much does it cost to do what you're doing? How do you afford it? All that. And um, initially, we just have been out here on our savings. And, you know, the living's pretty cheap. You pick the countries that aren't as expensive to be at. And when we're at Anchor, we're, that doesn't cost us anything. So, um, you know, compared to land living back home, you just don't have the same kind of expenses. So that definitely stretches your dollar out. But of course, you know, we're not millionaires by any stretch of the imagination. So um, that's why we figured that this year we're going to open up the boat, try to make a little bit of extra money. And um, of course, you know, YouTube helps us out a little bit, but it doesn't pay all the bills. Now, our YouTube videos actually make us maybe from $100 to $150 a month Canadian. Um, we do have a Patreon following. We started it uh, over a year ago, and there's a few wonderful people that have been supporting us on there. Um, and so it's covering, by doing our videos and documenting what we're doing and sharing what we're doing, we're maybe covering a third of our monthly expenses. So like Krista said, it's, it's time to find work. Um, we, but we set aside, we budgeted for this. Um, we, 
had worked hard in business for ourselves for, well, I've been in business for myself since I was 20 years old, 21 years old. And so we just liquefied, liquidated everything we had. And really, we, our boat is our home. Yep. Um, when we sold our house, we took that money and we bought a floating home and we've just been living off of our savings. But, you know, it's been two and a half, three years now. And so it's time to, uh, you know, all good things come to an end, so to speak. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that. And in your case, they don't have to come to end. You can keep going and, uh, you know, obviously uh, generate those multiple streams of income that we talk about uh, quite a lot on our show, how to generate income while traveling the world and also while sailing the world. So, um, uh, Brad and Krista, how do you guys do your uh, boat schooling? Uh, you know, I know obviously you're not uh, doing the traditional, uh, uh, traditional schooling. You're not doing the homeschooling. You're doing the boat schooling or the sales schooling. So, how do you sales school? Um, that's kind of my role, I guess. And uh, it took us a while to figure out our groove, but now we've pretty much got that down pat and realizing yeah, how much going really well. You learn that's not in a textbook that um, is so much more valuable. So we do have a hand-picked curriculum that we've figured out works for us. Uh, we try to shoot towards doing school in the mornings until mid-afternoon and do that as often as we can. And so sometimes that means we're doing school 14 days in a row. It doesn't matter if it's a weekend or not, we'll just keep going. And then other times we don't do school for two weeks at all because we're on the move or we're sailing or stuff's going on. So. We really are trying to be as flexible as possible, and that works for us. So everybody's got different. Um, Chris has been in communication with the principal of Cole's uh, school that he went to before we set out on the boat. And I like to tell a story. You know, when I was moved into high school from elementary school, um, I, I, I moved across the town, and I, I left a lot of the friends that I had, and I moved into a new group of friends. And so I struggled for the first few months. And... I had a hard time with a couple of my classes and I started to fall behind. And the more I fell behind, the more I was left behind. Um, and that's the great thing about homeschooling is, you know, if Cole doesn't understand or get something, he it, it gets worked on until he does catch it. There's, he's not being left behind and so he, he's got all this one-on-one this -on -one teaching. So it's been great for him and he's really done extremely well. I mean, the test scores have been A's for Cole. It's been wonderful. And me and my friends, we call my dad Captain, Captain Principal Brad. Was that right? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of his nickname. Aha. Uh -huh. I love it. I love it. Uh, Captain Principal Brad. Uh, so <laughs> yep. To end up here, guys, uh, what tips or advice would you give to someone who's maybe watching this video or listening on iTunes and they think of getting on the road or getting on the boat and they have so many fears, so many self-doubts, so many insecurities? And uh, uh, you've done it, uh, obviously. Uh, any tips besides the just do it, besides the just do it slogan? Well, of course, yeah, just do it. That's so easy to say. The hardest part, I think, is getting out here. And it's so worth it, you know. Um, but it does take a lot of courage and planning to get yourself to this point. But um, It's a big step for sure. There's, yeah. It's a big change. It's a completely different way of life. But it's very rewarding. Uh, we had a lot of great stuff that we sold off, and you know we think about that often. Um, but the rewards have been tenfold. Um, it's just been a constant adventure, a great learning experience. We've seen so much of the world, and it's for us, it's just almost become an addiction. It's just, it's, it's wonderful, and you know, it's it's scary and it's challenging. 
you just never know what's going to happen in life, right? I mean, you know, if you wait to retirement to do it, maybe you don't even get to retire. Maybe your health isn't there. So yeah, both Chris and I lost our fathers at an early age. And, uh, you know, that was a bit of a motivation for us, too. We wanted to see some things that they never got to see, that they wanted to see. So here we are. Yeah, here you are indeed. And, uh, you know, when I think of that, uh, I think of the movie Up, uh, when uh, the husband and the wife, they're saving all their money for this big trip. And unfortunately, yeah. wife dies, okay. wife dies. And then the husband has no one to share this experience with. And he travels alone. And it is a Disney Pixar movie, but it's an important life lesson for all of us. That do it while you're young, do it while you can, and do it I now. Agree. I agree. So uh, to end here, uh, Brad, Krista, Cole, uh, how can people connect with you, follow your sailing adventures through your blog, social media, uh, YouTube channel, etc.? So our YouTube channel is Sailing Trio Travels. It's um, a blue logo and it says Trio Travels down below. Um, like I said, we've got over 100 videos, 115 videos on our channel and we try to put one up every two weeks. Um, they're well received and we have a website, triotravels.ca. You can send us uh, emails through our website. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, which is Trio Travels. You can send us private messages through there, and we're also on Instagram. And if anybody is interested in joining us in the near future and seeing what it's like to sail with Trio Travels and to see some really beautiful spots and to come with an experienced family, we've got lots of room, and uh, we'll be putting up a, a charter page, so a way to contact us, or they can even start by contacting us now at triotravels.ca. Um, we hope that it's... Uh, going to be a good time and uh, be well received and I think people would really enjoy themselves. I think they would as well. So I, I definitely encourage our listeners and viewers to take uh, uh, Brad and Krista up on the offer and then you can hang out with Cole and uh, hang out with the Sailing Trio. So you thanks. It's great to I definitely wish you the best as you head over there to Mexico as you sail around uh, you know, Central America area. Uh, we'll catch up with you guys soon. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Kennedy. thanks for having us. Bye. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Thanks, for everyone, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you not only how to make money while traveling the world, but how to, how to also sail around the world. And uh, make sure you connect with Brad and Krista and uh, Cole on their website, on the social media, on the YouTube channel, and much more. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode. Happy travels.